Welcome to the Washington Weekly, a ministry of Washington Baptist Church. This podcast is devoted to getting you into God's Word and equipping you to serve. I'm your host, Trent Henson, Associate Pastor. In today's episode, we'll discuss the importance of practicing the Golden Rule. And I'll interview another member at Washington so you can learn more about our people and our ministries. This week, in our journey through the Sermon on the Mount, our pastor, Dr. Drew Hines, preached on Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, which says, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. This verse is often referred to as the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. And Drew addressed the question, how can we live this way? He reminded us that the Christian life is difficult. It requires constant prayer and communion with Christ, but it can be done as we rely on the Holy Spirit and His work within us. Drew gave us three ways to live this way, to fulfill the golden rule through the power of the Spirit. One, love unconditionally. Two, treat everyone fairly. And three, forgive freely. I love the way that Drew put it. He said, if we as a church were to openly practice these three things, we would not be able to keep the world away from our church. See, that's the power of the golden rule in practice. Many businesses have experienced this, as employers expect their employees to practice the golden rule with their clients. And it reminded me of the TV show Undercover Boss. Not a show I watch often, but I like the concept. It's where a CEO will go into one of his businesses and will work there alongside one of his employees undercover so he'll see exactly what the expectations are in that store and how the employees are treated. And I think it has a great impact on the boss on the show. Uh, one who was on the show said this, quote, There should be a golden rule of sorts when it comes to running a business and delegating duties. The greatest leaders are willing to roll up their sleeves and complete whatever task they typically assign to frontline workers. They must be willing to do whatever they ask their team members to do. End quote. See, the bosses go through this show and they see if, how their employees are actually treated and if they would want to be treated that way. And I think it's also something that coaches think about in sports. And one thing that I'll give Travis a shout out for is Travis has been successful as a baseball coach. And when I graduated high school and was working in college, I was able to kind of assist him as he was a baseball coach there at Landrum. And I noticed at the end of practice, Travis would have his team run for conditioning and they would run poles, foul pole to foul pole. And Travis would run with them. I know that's kind of shocking because who knew Travis could run that far? Um, But Travis knew if he ran with his players that he was not asking to do something he wouldn't do himself. And I saw the rapport there that he built with his with his players as they understood this wasn't a coach just saying to do this as some meaningless task, that it had a purpose, and that he was willing to do what he was asking them to do. And that's even something I've taken from that situation. And what little coaching I've done, and even as a teacher, is I always tell my students, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. And so even in certain projects, I would do a project as the teacher, and I would present my project. And uh, we do Bible verses at the Greer Christian Learning Center. I would always learn the verse with them, and I would always go first to say, you know, I'm willing to do what I'm asking you to do. And so that works in business. It works with sports. But as a Christian, we're not doing it to 
gain an employee's favor or to win over a customer or even to motivate a player, we're doing it to show the evidence, the work of the Holy Spirit within us. Because, see, we're doing what God has done for us, is God became flesh, and He made His dwelling here among us. And Jesus Christ lived this way as He loved, He served, He forgave. And so He modeled this. I think of Mark 10, 45, where it said, The Son of Man, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give His life as a ransom for many. So He showed us what service looked like. I think of Romans 5, 7, and 8 when it comes to love. It says, For scarcely would a righteous man will one die, but yet perhaps for a good man someone might even dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That unconditional love that He would die even for us as sinners. And of course, I think about forgiveness where he modeled that, where he is being nailed to the cross. And Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they don't understand what they're doing. And so when, when we show the golden rule, when we put it into practice, is we're showing the, what God has done for us, is we're loving God and we're loving others, which is the essence of the Scripture. That's why it said it's the law and the prophets. It's to love God and love others. And so we do it because it's what Jesus has done for us that this is what Jesus did for others and what we've experienced in our own lives. And so we are then to take that love and show it to others. Where he said in John 13, a new commandment I give you, to love one another as I have loved you. That's how you'll know that you are my disciples. And even in forgiveness, our forgiveness of others is always based in Christ's forgiveness of us. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So think of that as we practice the golden rule. It's really just showing the work of the Holy Spirit within us, that we are being like Christ. And so we are to love as He loved and forgive as He forgave and serve as He served, that we're doing what we would want others to do for us and for what Christ has done for us. So I hope that helps you in your walk with Christ. My guest today is Ross Burgess. He's known as the Bounty Hunter for Jesus because he loves to tell his testimony. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Trent, I'm glad to be here. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I want to open up, if, if I can, I want to I tell everybody uh, knows about my heart condition. In uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago yesterday, Jesus touched me and healed my heart condition that I've been struggling with and fighting with for two years. And uh, Drew recognized me in service about two weeks ago and in the 1045 service. And I thanked everybody for all the prayers and the concerns, the phone calls, the texts. And, and I'm sure that there was a lot of people who were not in that 1045 service that morning. I'd like to take this opportunity to tell everybody here at Washington Baptist Church, this is my home church. I do a lot of visiting around on Sunday mornings, but I consider Washington my home church. And I want to thank everybody for all the texts, the concerns, and especially the prayers as I went through what I did three weeks ago. Well, amen. Thank you for sharing that because I know at least two people who have come up to me and said what you said that morning meant a lot to them. 
So I appreciate you sharing Amen. that little piece Amen. of your testimony. Well, tell us something about your family. Okay. Um, I, I'm married to uh, Tammy Burgess. Um, we've been married for 21 years. Um, we have four children, and we have seven grandchildren. So uh, everybody everybody talks about how white my beard is and how black it used to be. The seven grandkids can be attributed to putting the white in my beard. That's it. <laughs> Well, that is great. Well, um, tell us how you came to Washington Baptist Church. Okay, Trent, I had, uh, I back when I was young, um, I would say probably in, in, in grammar school or middle school, I don't know exactly how old I was. Uh, I come to be saved, and I was going to Northwood Baptist Church. That's where I was saved and baptized. And uh, when I got out of high school, and all this is part of my testimony that I do. Uh, when I got out of high school, I, I got away from church. I got to running a, a life with the devil. And I wasted 25 years of my life doing that. And when my uh, child, when Brandy was born, uh, the Lord had, had been, I'd never really completely got away from the Lord and he kind of, he spoke to me and I wanted to get my daughter uh, at that time. She was on, going on about three or four years old. I wanted to get her in church, get her on a road uh, to eternal life with Jesus and, and not waste uh, her life uh, running the life that I did. And uh, we visited around many different churches. Uh, uh, Kenny Hughes was very instrumental in me coming here. He is my Sunday school uh, teacher. Um, I, I look forward to when we can get back, when, when this, I'm not going to say get back to normal because I don't believe we'll ever get back to normal through, through this virus. Uh, but I can, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that we can get back into Sunday school. Uh, I started bringing Brandy to Awana. And then uh, started bringing her to church and uh, got her in a relationship with Joe Price, uh, uh, Drew Hines. And, and uh, it's just, I, I believe God drew me to this church because I visited very, very many churches. And uh, I believe this is just where God wanted me to be and and. I've, I've made a home here. I don't know. I've been here probably 10 years or so. And and like I say, I, I call this my home church. That's it. Yeah. Well, we are glad you made your way here, that God had led you here, because I know your gifts and talents have been embraced here at Washington. And uh, I enjoy your, your type of ministry and what, what you're gifted in doing. Amen. So tell us a little bit about how you're involved here at Washington. Well, uh, it uh I am involved in a motorcycle ministry. Um, right now we, we just, uh, it, it has because of, uh, of, uh, people selling their motorcycles and getting out of it. Uh, we do some events. I'm also involved with a coalition of Christian bikers and through the, through the motorcycle ministry, we have, uh, events that we do. We, this coalition of Christian bikers, we get together once every three months and, and do some kind of fellowshipping event where we do have people from all over Western North Carolina and upstate of South Carolina. 
which includes the 17 members of the coalition, uh, their biker churches and motorcycle ministries, uh, individuals that, that get together and we praise God and celebrate uh, our, uh, okay, uh, celebrate our, uh, our salvation. And uh, we have an event coming up in September that we call our Fellowship Weekend. We done our first one last weekend. We had about 200 people to attend and it's, we start on Friday. We do have several, many uh, pastors, directors, uh, youth ministers from various biker churches and, and churches from all over, like I say, West North Carolina and upstate of South Carolina come and they'll, they give 30 minutes uh of uh, preaching or, or testimony. And we had one guy there. I'd like to, I'd like to tell this little story. This, there's one guy there who, who had been saved, but he had got off on the wrong path. Uh, as Jesus tells us, the, the road to destruction is wide and the gate, and the, and the gate is very broad. Mm -hmm. And he had took that path in his life. And, uh, I had give a testimony and uh, one night up there, and when it was over with, he asked me and, and one of the other guys uh, from Kings Mountain uh, if if we would pray with him, and we did. We prayed with him. I've seen him out on the road at other different bike events in the, in this past year uh, since that last September. Um, I went uh, to Kings Mountain. Uh, last Saturday night to give my testimony and he was up there and he has rededicated his life over this past year. Uh, he is in a biker church, the Thunderhouse Biker Church up there in Kings Mountain and he is going to give his testimony and what God has done for him this September and we'll have our fellowship weekend again and uh, it's just amazing how, how far off the path this guy was uh, in running with Satan and what Satan was doing in his life and how God has turned him around and used him. Well, that's it. Well, that's, that's, I know that ministry is an awesome ministry and how it reaches people. And I know next Sunday, uh, August 30th, Sunday night, we're having a special worship service here at Washington involving the Skyriders. Can you tell us a little bit about what that will be like on that Sunday night. Well, this is uh, this is a uh, testimony service that we do once a month. And uh, we had planned on doing this back in March. We uh, The fifth Sunday in March, we were gonna do this. And of course the, the virus hit. And, and to me, that was just a confirmation that God didn't want us to do that at that time. And it's not for me to question why God would put it off to have it in in August. But we're, we're planning on having it. Uh, the guys that are coming down, uh, it is the Royal Priesthood Motorcycle Ministry out of Kings Mountain, North Carolina. There's about three or four of the guys there that's going to come down. Uh, they're going to do their, going to uh, show you their, tell their testimony of what God has done for them. They do a lot of ministering up in Western North Carolina to the homeless. Uh, that's something the Bounty Hunter for Jesus ministry does. That's something the Skyrider ministry does is we do a lot 
for the homeless. Um, we see a lot of this, uh, the, the homeless. They, they want to hear, they're, they're hungry for the word just, just like any other lost person is right now. Right. And uh, I like to think of us as uh, they, they're, uh, motorcycle world, the motorcycle community, all these patches you see on, on everybody's vest on the back. A lot of them have MC, and that stands for Motorcycle Club. Well, the, the ministries have MM on the back of their patch, and that stands for Motorcycle Ministry. But I like to term the MM stands for Missionaries on Motorcycles. There you go. And God uses, right. God lets us, He gives us these motorcycles. It's not that motorcycles are the number one things, and we put motorcycles above God, and that's our God. God and we, all of us understand this. God gives us this motorcycle as tools to use. And when we go out into the motorcycle world and we're on this broad uh, path uh, that a lot of them, a lot of bikers are on uh, this path to destruction, motorcycles are a way to open the door and start a conversation and which leads up to what is your, what is your conviction? Who do you serve? That's it. Well, that is an awesome ministry, and I'm looking forward to next Sunday night, August 30th, when that takes place. And um, I'll, you are the bounty hunter for Jesus, and so you have the bounty hunter for Jesus ministry. And I know you have a Facebook page. Yes, sir. So is that is that the bounty hunter for Jesus Facebook page? Is that what that is? Well, I, what us? it is, um, it I had a page at one time. It was friends who like bounty hunter for Jesus, and it was set up by a lady and uh, it went on for a year or so and I think it had about 10 or 12 members and it was a private page. And I started putting that out and started doing posts on there. And because it was private, I started and White Spearman was the one who, who showed me I'm computer or, or Facebook <laughs> literate and White started this new Friends who like Bounty Hunter for Jesus, and it's a public page. Uh, every morning I, I get up, and this is one thing the Bounty Hunter does, uh, and, and I encourage you to do this. Uh, if, you, if you're uh, in a dark spot, if you're having financial problems, uh, if you're having, if Satan's on you and attacking you, do, I, I just encourage you and challenge you Get up every morning. And if you have to get up an extra five or 10 minutes to do this, get up in the morning, read your Bible. I do a daily bread. I have three different devotions that I read scripture every morning. And it's amazing to me. I get up and the first thing I do is thank God for giving me another day and through my heart condition and all. I really mean that in it, it, that I, I have another day. You don't know how precious life is until you till you go through something like that, but I get up and I thank God, and then I it's it's amazing to me the the trials and tribulations that I go through in my life that when I get up and open the, my my scriptures and I how God speaks to me about what I'm going through at that particular time. I encourage you to do that and challenge you to do that and, and see if that don't help you in your walk. That's it. 
And uh, your testimony is on that Facebook page as well, right? Yes, so yes, it that. is. Uh, yeah. I have a, a testimony. It's a lot of visual to it. Uh, last Saturday night, as I mentioned, I done uh, I done my testimony at uh, Thunderhouse Biker Church in Kings Mountain, and I call it my chain breaker testimony. And it uh, the scripture that I use is in Acts twelve, and it's verses I want to say verses four through ten where Peter is actually in prison by King Herod, wicked King Herod. And uh, his, his uh, imprisonment, uh, Herod intends to the next day to cut his head off and do away with Peter. Mm-hmm. And he's chained up with a guard on each side. He's chained up on each arm with a guard. And there's two guards uh, on the outside of the prison doors and I'm not going to go through and tell my testimony. Uh, I'd like for you to go on new friends who like Bounty Hunter for Jesus and see my testimony, and I'll tell you how Peter comes out of that. That's it. Well, that's an awesome thing. I hope we go and look at that and know more about your testimony and why, or I guess how you became the Bounty Hunter for Jesus. Amen. So, Well, my final question today is, what do you think is the best thing about Washington Baptist Church? There, there's so many good things about this church uh, that, 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 like I say, that, that I make this my home church. Uh, of course, Drew, uh, when, when you mentioned what brought me here, um, the first time or two that I ever come to this church, uh, of course, I was not uh, in, a, in a full hundred percent walk with Jesus that I feel that I am now and and I still had Satan I still run with Satan I might have been 50 percent in my in my conviction at that time but I come in in the first two or three weeks that I were here it just like Drew was preaching right to me and he was addressing a lot of the issues a lot of the trials that I were going through in my life that helped me uh, Josh and and the ones in the in the food pantry, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have I've helped with them and, and give sermons with them, and and I think that's just a wonderful ministry there. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, like I said, the Awana program and and Melanie and all what they do in that, I think it's just kids have a special place in my heart. Right. Okay. And, and just to hear uh, through Vacation Bible School and Awana for Drew to get up on Sunday mornings after a week has gone on and for him to announce how many of these young kids have come to salvation and how many of them have given their life up to, to Christ. It, it just it thrills my heart. It just makes me happy. And I know Jesus is smiling down right. from heaven when he hears these kind of things. And of course, like I mentioned, Kenny Hughes and, and our Sunday school class, that uh, helps out. You, you know, you, you can, uh, I, I say this in my testimony that I used to, uh, back years ago, uh, I used to come to church, get Jesus up in the morning, and then on Sunday afternoon and the rest of the week, it was uh, back to the same old thing. Uh, the Sunday school class and all that, that we go to, it really helps 
through the week. It sticks with me. Drew's message, the Sunday school class, and all that goes on here on Sunday, it really helps through the week. And I got a praise too about, I love prayer meeting on Wednesday night. Right. I do a lot of things on Wednesday night and go visiting around a lot of things, but it, it's special to me to come and and pray. And it's, it's a prayer service. Uh, yeah. And that's what we do. We pray over the sick. We pray over the people. That, that are that are having problems, and I invite you to come and 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 experience a Wednesday night prayer meeting here at this church. Also, that's right. And uh, some churches don't do Wednesday nights anymore. That's and, right. And, that, and it's that's a blessing right. here at Washington. So, well, thank you for sharing. I really think a lot of you. I respect your ministry, and uh, one thing I love about what you do is it's all about the glory of God. Amen. And giving Him the praise. That's and what it is. You're all yes. about evangelism, yes. finding ways to share your story of what God's done for you. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Okay, thank you, Trent. Ross mentioned the Royal Priesthood Motorcycle Ministry will be leading the worship service at Washington this Sunday evening, August 30th at 6 p.m. Please join us for this time of worship and personal testimony of the saving power of Jesus Christ. If you'd like more information about motorcycle ministry, please check out the New Friends Who Like the Bounty Hunter for Jesus Facebook page. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Washington Weekly. Washington Baptist Church is located at 3500 North Highway 14 in Greer, South Carolina. Check us out online at WashingtonBaptist.org. Be sure to like, share, and follow this podcast as you get into God's Word and prepare to serve.